Welcome to the Congress for Patients podcast, an educational initiative dedicated to delivering the latest insights from a Congress to Australian patients and caregivers. Hey, Maddie, so I thought it's perfect for us to kind of discuss how we started this Congress for Patients. Firstly, can you explain to the audience a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Crystal. I actually started out life as a clinical nurse 25 years ago in cancer care in the Christie Hospital in Manchester, quickly sort of became what's known as nurse practitioner. Since then, I retrained in drug development and pharmaceutical medicine, put them things together and ended up in the generally the medical affairs side of the pharmaceutical industry. But the, the big gap that I think I want to talk today about is something that I was aware of 25 years ago that I don't think has got particularly better, and that is patient education. And I guess from both of our perspectives, me as a patient and an advocate, we saw the gap in obviously patient education, but the fact that there is all of these amazing global conferences and local conferences that most of the time patients cannot attend due to a myriad of different factors. Why is it so important that we create something like this for patients? You say from your perspective and then and then I'll back it up with what I think as well. I mean, patients have changed. You know, in the 25 years, the, the unmet need for education has not changed. I think even back then, when you found, you know, when you put the best medicine into the best informed patient, you got the best outcomes. That's not changed principally. But I think where we're at now is is medicine has changed so much. Access to information of, of medicine through internet has, has changed so much. But patients have changed. It's gone from a very paternalistic model to a wholly owned holistic and patient-centered model. And patients want this information. And I think I've seen over the years, you know, we never used to see patients at these big meetings, Crystal. I've seen them gradually, you know, get there. But even when they get there, it's not the average patient. These conferences are just not designed to be delivered in a way that they can, you know, easily understand. So I think there's a whole raft of reasons why you and I did this. And from my perspective, obviously, all of those things that you have said, but also for me is we talk about this, you know, patient-centeredness or shared decision-making. And in reality, those things can only happen when patients are more health literate, not only about their disease, but about their choices and about the decisions that are going to be presented to them over time. And obviously, clinicians... Most of them do the absolute best that they can by patients, but everyone in the healthcare system is time poor, which means that it's generally up to patients to further educate themselves around their disease, their illness, whatever they are facing. So I believe through initiatives like the Congress for Patients and Better Patient Education, you will get a better functioning healthcare system because patients will feel like they can ask the right questions. They can advocate a bit more for the different decisions that they're going to be making. Um, And that has a better impact not only on them, but their families. So I think from my perspective as well, you know, carers and the people that surround the patient and their ecosystem need to be able to feel educated and supported as well. So better patient education means a better functioning healthcare system, but it also means better functioning families and support systems around the patient. 
and principally, Christopher, and we've talked about this before, what we're trying to do is just contribute to the National Medicines Policy. The National Medicines Policy, which, which aims to achieve quality use of medicine, a whole pillar is about patients and, and informed patients and engaged patients. Um, and so this this is broader, you know, this has got broader political policy shaping aspects to it as well. So I'm very proud. I think that we've we've done this in a great way. I've never seen it done before. Again, in my 25 years, I've never seen this done before. But I also think it's just the start. And I'll be really looking forward to taking Congress for patients and patient education with you, Crystal, uh, to the next level. Yeah, so I hope every patient, every carer, every organisation, every healthcare expert that has been involved in this project, in this process, is really proud of where we've ended up because as being a pilot, it means that we're building the plane while, while we're flying it in the sky and this hasn't been done before. So we want to get it right. We want to learn from it. We want to ensure that if we go on to do patient education moving forward, that it has been designed in a way that's actually going to make a difference to patients. It's it's not done in a silo, in a room where they're not invited into it. We bring them in, we listen and we co-create and we ensure that everything that goes out has had patients review it, patients involved in its creation, and we're really proud of it. So welcome to Congress for Patients, everyone the ASCO edition and we're looking forward to all of your feedback. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. For more information, visit congressforpatients.com.au where we will link to all the necessary resources and information so that you can feel better equipped and more educated to navigate the healthcare system and your own personal experience. 